Hi, and welcome to Practical Reliability. I'm George Williams, CEO of Reliability X. And this week, again, we've got uh, our great friend, Ramesh Galati. Ramesh, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thank you, George, for inviting me. And uh, looking forward to this day to talk. How <laughs> we can help our people. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And today's topic is one near and dear to my heart. We're talking today about planned work. Um, planned work in the maintenance arena. Is there such a thing? Because, you know, when I visit these facilities, an awful lot of them are not doing planned work. So walk me through what a planned work is. Well, it's a great topic. As you said, also when I talk to people, oh yeah, we are doing planned work. We are doing planning. But really people don't do planning. There are two things. Planning and scheduling. Planning means what we're going to do how are we going to do? Scheduling means when we're going to do and who is going to do. So let's talk about planning. Planning is what we're going to do, identifying work, what work has to be done, verifying that work, and then how are we going to do that job, those tasks. That's a plan. You know, thing is, many times we do go to get something done, but we are always in a hurry. Hurry means we are trying to get that task done quickly without going through how it should be done. So we bound to do some mistakes, do some unsafe practices, and all those kinds of things happen. So by planned work means they're doing things in that we exactly know what we're going to do. We have gone through the task and gone through how this task will be accomplished, what parts we need, what tools we're going to use, and if we need to look at drawings or instructions, we all have that. So all things are there. That's what it means, what we're going to do, okay, and how we're going to do. So it's a more clarification to, to looking those tasks, making sure that we could, that we could do those and what kind of tools and parts we need and we have, or any other skill, or we need a so, crane or something, whatever tools we need, all have been arranged. Now, again, again, parts of kitting process, which we will talk later, all those things have been arranged. You know, so that's a planning process. But many times we don't do that. And it's uh, fairly common for that not to be the case, right? So particularly in small manufacturing or something like that, folks are very reactive. They don't really have control of their assets. The assets are running them. And so they they think they don't have time to plan, right? Meanwhile, they're wasting a lot of time with trips back to the storeroom and trying to find a drawing and trying to do all these other things that are impeding their ability to plan. And so they're under this perception that they don't have time to plan. How does, how do they stop the cycle? How do they stop the reactiveness that they believe is stopping them from planning? Well, as you said, when you see people standing in front of your storeroom, it means most of that company or that organization is in a reactive mode because people are waiting to get their parts. And that tells you that people are in reactive mode, which is not good. You know, think about if you have thought of doing something, and i give example, is fixing your dishwasher or leaking faucet at your home. 
think how many times you go to your garage to find the right tool or even run to Home Depot or uh, Lowe's or somewhere to get the parts because you didn't have that offering or something. And I mean, I've done several times my they go and fix it and then finally I get time, I go and fix it. It takes me two, three, four hours just to fix small faucet. And then one time she got sick of me. I was, you know, she said, hey, you don't want to fix it. She called Flama. This guy came in. He said, okay, this leaking. Okay, he checked his thing. Yeah, I got that part. He went to the truck, got the part. So within 45 minutes, he fixed everything. He had the right tool. He had the right instruction. He had all the parts, so he did the job with the 30, 40 minutes, and he was gone. Right. And in, and that's a problem in a field also in the plant. Same thing. We don't plan the things. We send people to go and get the things done, and they don't have right tools. They don't have parts, and they don't write instructions. And then they go and forth to storeroom to other places and waste a lot of time. So really, there is the data showing that unplanned job takes you three to five times more. I, my and data even, should, and, and so I've run, I've run this type of data on several occasions. Not only is it the time piece, but your material costs are higher because of what you had talked about. I go get a part, it ends up not being the right part. Sometimes those parts don't get returned. Um, and maybe they get used later on who knows but they disappear and they were assigned to that work order and there's two different things assigned to the work order right so the cost goes up for that work as well even if it's not breakdown work so if we're talking about the you know usually breakdown work is four times as expensive as a pm but even planned and unplanned the planned work is less expensive typically than unplanned work even if it's not an emergency breakdown you are right, exactly right, and that's the reason. Whenever I try to tell people, hey, planned jobs cost lots less, lot less. You know, if a planned job costs you one x, you know, one dollar, unplanned job costs you two or three times more. You know, and that's we have to say. So, planned job is really identifying what work has to be done and how we can do safely that job. That's in the planned job. And the planned work is typically safer, right? So even in the event, again, where it's not an emergency breakdown, if you have asked operations and coordinated a specific amount of time to gain access to an asset and you don't have the right materials, you're now rushing back and forth to the storeroom and you're trying to make the job fit in the window of opportunity and that creates a safety hazard. That's exactly right. You know, both if you look at the data, also, you know, Rod Moore, he's an expert, guru of reliability, and he has done a lot of work in this area in safety and reliability. And you see his data, corrective work, breakdown work, as it goes down, your safety, your incident goes up too. And your more planned work, you know, you're doing more planned work, your safety incident goes down. Right. So, I mean, there's a data, and I've done, I have data too from what, I mean, we started tracking for 15 years, and as our percent of plant work went up, PM compliance rate went up, our downtime went down, our safety incident rate went down too. So, 
I mean, there is a data everywhere now we can see. And in fact, University of Tennessee has the same kind of data. Uh, Klaus, he did some survey and he found the same data, same kind of data. Yeah, I've got it from multiple sites. I mean, it's the it looks the same. It pretty much, you know, not only cost and safety incident, but you see this convergence between PMs and CMs, right? Where the CMs are going down as your PMs are going up. And then ultimately you get it good enough to be able to optimize PMs and even that comes down, right? And that's why I don't hold a lot of weight to what's the percentage of PM work orders. Uh, it has to be the right number of work orders, not necessarily a specific percentage, but yeah. So anyway, back to planned work, because I just went off on a tangent. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> what what advice do you give to organizations that need to move in this direction? Because the pushback they get from the technical staff is, well, you can't plan my work. Or if I already know what I need, why do I need a planner? How, do, how does an organization overcome that discussion? See, that's what people say, oh, I'm planning because their planners are doing mostly scheduling job. They don't plan it. That's a problem. So whenever many places they do, oh, yeah, I, I got a person who's doing planning and scheduling. Really, he does or she does most of the scheduling. Planning, they don't spend much time. So my way of looking at or what we have done over the years is we have dedicated planners. You have to, now who should be, that's another question, who could be a planner? The planner should be a, a senior maintenance technician or even craft supervisor. We had a challenge and what we did was, because acceptance of planner is another challenge. So what we did was, we made a planner and supervisor's job same level. And we told our craft supervisors, hey, you are going to be planner. Once we did that for a year in one rotation, and once this supervisor became a planner, because he knew he, has, he was a senior crafts guy before, he knew how to do the job. So he, but we trained them doing the proper, you know, this way you're going to do, we have job packages, we, he was trained properly how to do the planning, you know, identifying the work, and how the work will be done, and how to estimate the job for those, how long it will take, and also identifying parts, what parts we needed, all as a job package. So that should be there. So you have to find the right person who can do the planning. Another attribute of planning is a detailed person. Yeah, you know, yeah. He has to be, because he has to go through the detail of the things. You know. Yeah, and you know, there's a whole lot to planning, and we could probably have 50 of these little conversations just on the yes. planning topic alone um but for those that are new to planning what what, what advice do you give them they start learning start thinking how the planning should be done read some book go to planning is yours some classes take some classes on planning process and go through that and start planning properly and spend time it's, and also i tell people don't mix planning and scheduling. Scheduling and supervisor can be same person. Yep. But planner and schedule, I don't recommend to be same person. No, nope, I fully That's agree. Yeah, I try to boil it down, Ramesh, and I, I, I give people this advice. If you're not making the technician's job easier, you're not planning well. Exactly right. I mean, it should be a the planner, when he does his job or she does her job, the the instruction, the tools, and all those kinds of things, it should be easy task for the technician to do it. Yeah, no doubt. 
No doubt. Okay, so we're out of time this week, Ramesh. Thank you so much for your time again. I really enjoy when you and I get to sit down and have a conversation. So thank you so much for being on Practical Reliability. Thank you, George. All right. Uh, for those of you out there, if you want more information on planning and scheduling, you can uh, go out to our website at www.reliabilityx.com. Take a look at our courses that are either through the University of Wisconsin or direct. Uh, you can reach us at either ask at reliabilityx.com or give us a buzz at 877-RLBLTYX. Uh, for Ramesh Galati, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today.